Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Peloton. Update for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ. S&P 500 index gaining for a fourth day. After the bell, we heard from Mountain View based Intuit, and it delivered a robust forecast for growth in coming months after a sluggish tax season, bolstered by demand for its accounting software among small businesses. CEO Brad Smith investing in new ways to spur revenue after shifting to the cloud and shedding non strategic businesses. S&P up 4 to 23.98, up two-tenths of 1%. The Dow up 43, also up two-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 5, a gain of one-tenth of 1%. The 10-year down 7.30 seconds. The yield there, 2.28%. Gold fell $10.30 the ounce to 12.51, down eight-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. You know those Wall Street firms that picked up foreclosures following the financial crisis and turned them into rentals? Well, they're apparently running out of inventory. All of the low-hanging fruit, the foreclosures uh, at the courthouse steps, the um, short sales, those are pretty much all gone. Bruce McNeilich, co-founder of Nashville, Tennessee-based Kinlock Partners, says that has companies employing a new strategy. And that's buying brand new houses or, you know, building brand new houses. Houses, either on their own or contracting with builders around the United States. McNeilich says profit margins are bigger for landlords renting out new homes, and there's less tenant turnover. Where the industry average might be two years for someone to stay in an existing home, they'll stay for four or five years, and it creates a better opportunity than going to a house that might have some age on it. McNeilich says many of the tenants hope to own someday but have trouble saving the down payment. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Messer and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. guitar could speak. We're talking about Jerry Garcia's legendary wolf guitar. It would say what a long, strange trip it's been. This guitar is actually being auctioned off next week. Let's talk to Arlen Ettinger. He's president and co-founder at Guernsey's Auction House in our Bloomberg 1130 studio in New York City. And next to me, I just tweeted out a, uh, the picture of this gorgeous guitar. It's sitting next to me. And Corey Johnson, you are going to be very, very jealous because it is. Right I already to me. am. <laughs> the guitar is well known in Grateful Dead circles as the wolf. Arlen, talk to us about it. You started giving me a little bit of the history of of this guitar. Uh, This is a wonderful thing. Fifteen years ago, Guernsey's had the privilege of selling Wolf and its mate, Tiger, Jerry's two most iconic instruments. We held an auction at New York City's Studio 54, where each instrument brought just about a million dollars, which at the time was a world record for any guitar ever sold. Um, Tiger, played by Jerry later in his career, went to Jim Ursay, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, NFL football team, Wolf, was sold to Dan Pritzker, uh, who's a musician, a philanthropist, and a wonderful all-around guy. Dan and I became friends over the years. He called me about three months ago and uh, concerned about the divisive nature of our society today and said he just wanted to do something meaningful, something good with this iconic instrument. And with that, offered it back to us with the suggestion that we sell it and give all the proceeds to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which for nearly half a century has been fighting racism and poverty and 
and hate groups like the neo-Nazis in court. And it took us about two seconds to say yes. you're on. <laughs> and uh, we, we couldn't have supported that notion more strongly. Wait, so in 2002, this guitar went for a million dollars? Yep. Uh, explain what is so special about this guitar, for those who haven't seen it, because it really it looks like something. Oh, it's a beautiful it guitar visu visually, but it's much more than that. Uh, look, Guernsey sold a baseball for $3 million at one point, which did look no different than any other baseball, but it's, it's historic significance. In this case, Wolf guitar, played by Jerry during the very heart of his career, seen in the Grateful Dead movie from the 1970s and soon to be seen in Long Strange Trip, the four-hour Martin Scorsese documentary airing on Amazon next week. Uh, this guitar is really the embodiment of Jerry for millions and millions of Deadhead fans. Um, he played it all the time. You could see it on any video you watch. It's just... Uh, People are very passionate about it. When we had it 15 years ago, we had it on display, and, and you'd see uh, people of all descriptions, many Wall Street types coming to the previews, and they would literally get put down on their hands and knees and beg us to open up the showcase where the guitar was sitting just so they could put a pinky finger on it for an instant. It means a lot. And you got to believe that someone like Jerry Garcia would love the idea that it's going to be sold and the money's going to go to a cause like you just described and that's going to go through to a really good cause. Yeah, uh, I had the occasion to announce this was going to happen about a month ago at a Phil Lesh performance and the cheering mm. that went on. Phil Lesh, uh, the bass player from the... Yes, uh, forgive me, yeah. Uh, but the cheering that went on in the crowd, knowing that this was being put to good use, you know, it's just wonderful. So I'm really bummed because I'm going to be out of town on May 31st, next Wednesday, but that's when this event is going to be held. It's an auction, but there's a whole evening surrounding it. Talk to us a little bit about it, Arnold. Sure. Uh, Peter Shapiro, a um, man who produced many of the Grateful Dead performances, mm -hmm. uh, has been gracious enough to let us use the Brooklyn Bowl, which is a great and funky venue here in New York City where we'll have about a 1,000 people packed in, 20 great musicians are performing uh, voluntarily, John Schofield, Billy Martin, Niels Martin. Uh, Billy Martin from Modesky Martin and Wood. Yep. Uh, Joe Russo. Many wonderful musicians are playing all night long, and in the middle of it all, we'll be selling this guitar. So it should be a wonderful night. Uh, people need to get in touch with Guernsey's if they'd like to bid on the guitar, the tickets that we did make available to the public with all the proceeds going to Southern Poverty was sold out in two minutes, but plenty of room for people who want to bid. A uh, really incredible show. Uh, was it the Southern Poverty Law thing that brought all these guys together? I'm sure some of these guys, like John Schofield, would love a weird guitar like this. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, it just really it seems to be a cause that is supported from every direction. Yeah. And, uh, I and know, needed right now. Yeah, needed now more than ever. What do you think the guitar is going to go for? You know, predicting <laughs> what things will sell for at auction. Uh, but you, but you, I'd have some hair in my head if, if it was that easy. Um, but, no, but seriously. But, I'm, but I'm seriously, sure you, you don't know. You really, really? don't know. Certainly a million dollars, hopefully two or three times that. But you don't know. Yeah, because I feel like it's, you know, musical history. It's yeah. a legend. It's an iconic individual. Now, what can you tell uh, about the, the guitar itself and how it was, like, you know, this is a unique guitar, but yeah, a unique well, maker. Jerry presumably had it made for him. Well, let me tell you that story because it's yeah. a fascinating one. When we sold it the first time in 2002, uh, it was sold on behalf of a man named Doug Irwin, who was named in Jerry's will to get 
Tiger and Wolf. And the simple reason for that was that Doug, who at the time was homeless, living on the streets, huh. 25 years earlier was the luthier, the guitar maker, who made these guitars for Jerry. And this guitar, Wolf, which is right next to me here, if you go to the back of it, you'll see his uh, label on it, which says Doug Irwin 001. Wow. In other words, this was his very first guitar he ever made. Huh. And... Uh, when we sold it that first time, it was stipulated in our agreement that the monies from the sale of those two guitars had to be used, at least in part, to buy this man a home with a woodworking shop to get him back on his feet. So it was a very good thing back then, and it's a very good thing now. All right. Fascinating story, and we wish you luck. And again, it's May 31st, and you said... Call Guernsey's. You want to bid? We're here to get your call. Thanks. Right. Gorgeous Terrific. guitar and a, and a great story and a good cause. Arlena Ettinger, president and co-founder at Guernsey's Auction House, joining us here in our New York studio, Corey. Uh, great stuff. Let's get yeah. Ed Baxter right now who joins us. Another big deadhead. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I had a number on you, too. You should see him here. He's sweating talking about guitars, Carol. I know. It's, just, it's, it's, it's pathetic. Um, we'll talk about President Trump's first budget with Representatives Dave Bratt and John Yarmouth. Also, the follow-up on Manchester, England. A terrible situation there. Uh, an mm-hmm. interview with uh, Wells Fargo CEO Tim Sloan. As a matter of fact, the Prime Minister just made another statement. Oh, thanks, sir. Thank you very much. That's coming up on Bloomberg Radio. You've been listening to Bloomberg Markets. This is Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs>